Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations, hempsters. This is another lovely day in the green state of California. And this is your hemptrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp with Hemp Aware Radio. We have a very special guest on today's show. Her name is Jay Baker with Mr. Natural's Coffee and Tea Filters. And today we're going to discuss one of the original hemp products that's, uh, that was designed over 20 years ago. Jay Baker's been in the industry for more than 30 years. She's one of the original pioneers to bring hemp back to the United States. And we're also going to discuss um, what inspired her to develop a product that could be brought to the masses. She's got an amazing story. She's got actually amazing stories to tell. And hopefully we'll get into some of them today to inspire you on your path to bring hemp to the world and integrate hemp into your lifestyle. It's an honor and a privilege. Jay Baker, thank you so much for being on the show today. Good morning, Taylor, and thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. So to get into the meat of the show and and, uh, let our listeners know a little bit about your background and what inspired you to get into the hemp movement, um, tell tell us a little bit about your history and, and what, you know, how you initially were introduced to the hemp plant and, uh, you know, some of the, I mean, there's so many stories we could get into, but what was the initial beginnings for you? Well, I was first introduced to the hemp fiber and material through my travels. I've been traveling to Asia for over 30 years, and the first time that I actually saw hemp was in the late 1970s, early 80s, as I was traveling through Thailand and Laos. They had hemp as a material that they hand-wove on a backstrap loom. At that time in my life, I was working with hand-weavers and village people, in particular women, helping them to form self-empowerment cottage industries for women and tribal people. We used the natural fibers that were available to them in their uh, environment, and cotton was used quite a bit, silk, ramy, which is a banana fiber product. The problem with cotton was that it was a heavily produced with pesticide type of material. When we discovered that they were using hemp, we also discovered that it was pesticide-free, was not hard on the environment, and easily accessible to the everyday person as they could grow their own hemp fields, rep the material, and take it to the entire process of bringing it into a fiber that could be woven. It was the strongest Mm. material, the most durable material. This is when I decided, well, this is probably the best material that we have out here on the planet right now. When I came back to the United States, I actually went to... Uh, Washington, D.C., and went to the Library of Congress where I went into the Rare Books Library. I looked up the original reading machines because it turns out that the United States had a long history with hemp, and I found the original machines that were drawn, and uh, this was in the in the rare libraries where you can't, uh, that's, it's a cold environment and the documents are old and there was quite a bit of history there. It turned Mm. out that was also extremely valuable in the beginning of the history of the United States. As some people know, our flag was was made out of hemp 
and our Constitution, which is why these items still exist today. As well as if you go even further back, when I went to Europe, I found that Rembrandt and many of the original artists used hemp canvas. This is also why these masterpieces have been easily preserved throughout hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And I, supposedly the word canvas comes from the word cannabis. Is one of the uh, etymology, you know, um, origins of that word. Well, that that's an inspiring story. You've definitely been a part of the cottage industry, helping these small businesses. Uh, you've been a hemp entrepreneur yourself. One of the original products that you developed was Mr. Natural's coffee and tea filters. So let's start talking a little bit more about that. Why did you decide to develop a coffee filter and or a tea filter okay. as, as your main product? Well, okay, let's let's visit this idea again of canvas, which is a dense, uh, Dutch word. And that mm-hmm. is true. The Dutch people also used it, as well as many Europeans. It was the original material used for the sails. Once the people sailed and got to the New World, they actually then converted those sails into the wagon train covers, which then took them all the way across this vast unknown territory called eventually the United States. When they got to the West Coast, the material was still viable. They began making their jeans and pants out of it. As a matter of fact, Levi still has an original pair of the Levi 100% canvas hemp pants. Oh, my gosh. That is such a cool story. It is not uh, exclusive to the United States. We're... We were involved in it in the beginning, and we're catching back up again. And it's actually a world story that goes on for many, many centuries and many, many cultures. As far Mm -hmm. as today and why I decided to make a coffee filter was because I got to thinking about it uh, 30 years ago. People did not like the word hemp. They didn't understand the idea of hemp. It had passed through our memories and it was gone from our daily existence. I wanted to make a product that could be used as a daily household application product with the love of coffee that the United States and people in the United States love coffee. I thought, well, let's give it a try. It turned out to be the very best coffee filter in the world. It lasts forever. It's reusable. And it just works really well. And I wanted to take the boogeyman out of the word hemp. Knowing mm-hmm. that the Americans like coffee so much, I knew that they couldn't be afraid of a coffee filter. Of course, we did take a lot of ribbing in the beginning, and people made jokes about whether they could smoke it or not. But that that phase eventually passed, too, as people realized that the product was quite an excellent product, not mm-hmm. only renewable, reusable, but lasts forever. Right, and isn't hemp naturally antibacterial? It's resistant to mold and fungus, so these filters last decades if if you take care of them, right? This is true, and then also the other benefit of a Mr. Natural's coffee filter is that it actually removes all the bad acids and oils that are in coffee that can be harmful to the human body. Hmm, interesting. That is a great feature for... uh, a natural, organic uh, product that you know is doesn't require pesticides or herbicides or fungicides or anything harmful to the environment to grow or process or manufacture. 
and not only that it's harmless to the body so that's a fabulous um you know benefit to working with a filter like this and there's so many other uses too not just for filtering coffee but haven't you uh, had people uh put different herbs and different uh flowers or different concoctions and put it in their bathtub or other other kind of elixir type applications Absolutely. People love the tea bags. They like to use them as sachets for their drawers. They like to use them in mold spiced wine. They like to use them for their bathtubs with their herbs. They like to use them for their stews and soups. And mm. uh, yeah, they they work out for quite a few things. Uh, people are endlessly coming up with various uses for them, which is a lot of fun. And mm. We just are always amazed at what kinds of applications people can find for our product. It has been on the market for over 30 years, and uh, it's, wow. uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a last, it lasts, you know. It's a really great mm-hmm. thing. And, again, it's just so important that people understand the amount of pesticides that cotton consumes. It's one of the number one products in the world that consumes pesticides. And this is a great advantage having this green material that doesn't use pesticides, and it's very easily accessible to everybody. Exactly. Now, no, I'd I'm... like to. Um, mm-hmm. There's one other thing I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. This is not actually the very first time that a coffee maker used a hemp filter. The history of a hemp filter with coffee actually goes back to 1859 when they made the Repelier vacuum pot. And that one in particular was specific to a hemp linen coffee filter. The material that we use is a very fine linen fabric as well, made out of 100% hemp. And we kind of looked at that and went, well, this would be a good way to take the boogeyman out of the word hemp and bring hemp back to the daily attention front of our modern day living and for people to begin to have an experience with hemp in a daily household application manner. Exactly. And I'm I've been on a quest to find all of those products that people <clears throat> that have a stigma or a negative bias about cannabis in general, or they've just been, you know, uh, it's been demonized for so long that people are just automatically against the word hemp. So to show them a product that is a valuable product that has wonderful benefits and have them use it and benefit from it, and then after the fact, let them know, and by the way, this is made from hemp. I think it's a great way to switch people over and, and really get them educated and kind of dispel the myths that have been put out there. Uh, from all the propaganda propaganda campaigns. Yes, and when I went to all the coffee shows and conventions, the old-timers that had been in the coffee business for a long, long time, they told me that originally coffee filters were made out of fabric and that a true coffee connoisseur actually preferred a cloth filter. The problem was is that most people did not have the wherewithal or the means to actually purchase enough material to be able to begin manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided that I would uh, look into bringing this material to the forefront. At that point, I went to China in 1980s 
and I was uh, working with people like those of Los Angeles and New York. They were high-end fashion designers. They wanted to bring hemp onto the fashion scene for the clothing. I would bring them containers of hemp fabric, and I decided that I would take my pay in material rather than cash. At that point, I had told the little people that had begun getting an interest in manufacturing hemp products that they needed to have access to the raw material for the same price as the big people if they wanted their products to succeed on the market price. And that's what we would do is sell the material to the little people for the same price as what the big fashion designers were paying, even though the little people could only afford maybe a hundred yards of hemp fabric at the time rather than a container. And then mm-hmm. you might remember at that time in uh the United States, suddenly you saw everybody wearing hemp baseball hats, T shirts, fanny packs, vests, shorts, all kinds of clothes. They were uh the very first product to actually come to the marketplace were the clothing. Right. And then at that point what happened is we went back to China and we there were starting to be more of us, so we talked to the Chinese government and got them to put up fifteen million dollars and the Dutch government to put up fifteen million dollars to actually recreate production of hemp on a bigger level in China. Wow, and that was over thirty years ago? Yeah, that was about 30 years ago, 30, 35 wow. now, actually. It's, wow, I can't even believe that myself. But as China started to modernize, unfortunately, we started seeing uh, polyester in the marketplaces instead of the usual bolts of silk and cotton and the natural fibers. So it did mm-hmm. take a little bit of to the Chinese government that there indeed would be enough of a demand that it would be worth their time to bring back this wonderful natural product, which, of course, the demand continues to grow today. Right. Man, so you've been on the forefront. You've helped change the minds of of these leaders in government. You've been an entrepreneur bringing products to the market and just a, a, an ambassador of, of these small cottage industry type, um, you know, businesses. So I would love to hear uh, your your perception on the next five years, two to five years of the hemp industry. Where do you see it going, and and well, how do you see it playing? About, okay, well, why don't we talk about? Okay, so first, the first products that we began to see, which would be in the beginning of the '80s were the actual clothing products that I talked about. They were the most accessible, the easiest for people to bring to market. The next product that was being worked on at the same time, but we didn't see it right away, so it was kind of in the background until they figured out how to perfect it, was the construction materials. The University of Washington actually developed the very first hemp fiber board It was great. It was beautiful. It was strong. The problem was it was too strong. They could not get a screw or a nail through it. So they had to go back to the drawing board and figure out, well, 
how are we going to make this fiber board and be able to go ahead and uh, get a screw and a nail through it. So they right. did that. But then we had people building the earth ships and these types of buildings that where they used to use the straw hail, uh, the straw hay bales, and there was no reason not to use the hemp bales. And usually uh, when you make a hemp bale or hay bale house, you're going to cover it with some type of cement. And at that point, they developed the cement from the hemp as well. So the construction materials were coming to forefront, but what we really saw was our health food products. If you went to the health food conventions, what we saw coming next was such products from Hemprella as the cheese, the oil, the seeds, as hemp is a very, very healthy product. It can be ingested without any kind of altering state of consciousness being induced. It's extremely healthy for the body in many, many ways. So our main products that we saw were the clothing, the hemp food, and now a lot of this hemp building material. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. yeah, and so it, it was really, really nice to see that and to continue to see all the different ways that people are beginning to develop different products and ways to use hemp. In Germany, they do have the hemp plastic. They make dishes, silverware, cups, all mm-hmm. kinds of things. Hemp Car bowls. Drones, yeah, we've seen some really amazing fiber, hemp fiber composite products out there, and there's just uh, so many amazing things coming onto the market. I'm curious, what are what are some of the products that you want to see, you know, really spearheaded into the future in the next, you know, two to five years? What would you love to see in the market, you know, really readily available for you know consumers to be utilizing? What what products do you feel would be most valuable that are made out of hemp? Well, let's look at it this way again. Uh, if we take a look even at our own history and our own industrial history at the beginning of the turn of the last century, we had our great industrialists like Henry Ford who made significant changes and contributions to society and the world, bringing in cars. And Henry Ford was a brilliant man as far as he had a vision for the future And I always like this quote that Henry Ford said, and I think it's really important for people to consider this quote, and then they can understand even further what kind of applications hemp can be used for now and in our future, bringing us to a cleaner, greener reality and existence. And his quote was, why use up, it's uh, why use up the forests, which were centuries in the making, and the mines, which required ages to lay down, if we can get the equivalent of forest and mineral products in the annual growth of the hemp fields. In Amen. other words, hemp can be used for just about anything. We don't need to cut down the forests. We don't need to scar our lands with ugly mines because in an annual agricultural cycle, we can easily grow hemp, which can pretty much replace 
just about anything. In particular, Mm -hmm. probably everything that uh, the oil is being used for today. Many of you know that there is biodiesel fuel out there. Any kind of oil can be used for that. Hemp is also used for fuel. And I'm sure that most of your listeners are aware that food, fuel, fiber, and just about anything can be used and made out of hemp. We are without limit. Our goal Mm -hmm. here is to create a very bright future for the generations of today and for them to realize that there's actually a lot of green technology available. There will be clean, green jobs. There are now. Even Siskiyou County has several LEED buildings. There are two of them just up on the COS, College of the Siskiyous, leading environmental energy design buildings. And with this kind of thinking, there's a lot of hope for the future. Uh, We do not need to use oil anymore. In my opinion, oil has no value. It's a matter of putting our infrastructure in place and using these natural green materials to generate electricity, energy, and anything else that we can possibly think of, whether it's our food, our fiber, our housing. And uh, there's a lot of ways to move towards a very positive, green, clean future. And it's very important to me that young people understand this. A lot of young people have told me they've given up and the world has been ruined and it's polluted and global warming and it's there's no future. But in reality, there's a great future ahead and a very exciting future. And all mm-hmm. we have to do is look to the past to get the clues and, of course, look to the greatest teacher of all, which is Mother Nature that provides everything that we could possibly need for a happy, healthy future. Exactly. So what do you think is the most important thing that people can do listening to this show? If there was one thing that they could do today to make a change or to help this movement of hemp getting into our homes, into our workplaces, into our lifestyles and companies, our products, what one thing can our listeners do today to make the changes that need to be made so that hemp can be more readily accessible to all of us? My call to action to all people everywhere, especially in the United States where we have this privilege, is I ask people, and especially the young people, to please participate. What I would like people to do is access information educate themselves, their own minds, and take personal responsibility for the decisions that they make. One of the decisions that they can make, believe it or not, is very simple, register to vote. Now, some people think that a vote doesn't count, but actually I live in a town where one vote can swing a whole election. Your vote does count. And if Mm -hmm. you can take this call to action and realize that you do live on a material, physical plane, and that you can make a difference, then we can begin to get people in there by voting. We can get the correct representatives that understand this bright, green, clean future and vote these types of people in to help us move towards our green technology, clean, energy-efficient, environmental-friendly, wonderful green world that's waiting for all of us, and is here and has been here the whole time. So please, access information. Educate yourselves. 
Make up your own mind. Take this personal responsibility for your decisions. Move for the people that represent your viewpoint. Move forward into the future. It's easy. Open your door, step out the door, and go. Amen. Very well said. Thank you so much, Jay. I, I love your tenacity and your clarity and, and really appreciate everything you've done to bring him to the people. Now, <clears throat> I'm also curious if you have plans for future designs yourself or do you uh, have products that you plan on developing or, or are you sticking with Mr. Um, Naturals Coffee and Tea Filters? I know they're all across the nation and health food stores around the world. Uh, and they're doing very well. They're, you know, fabulous product and get rave reviews. Um, do you have any plans for future products that you're designing? Well, I would just like to see hemp use increase more and more in the lead building designs, leading environmental energy design buildings, uh, which are everywhere now in the world. And I would like both to continue to use their imaginations and go ahead and try. And I think that we will just be walking into the future together and that there's a lot of hope out there. And I want to especially reach out to the young people and let them know that it is a green, clean future and it is theirs. And I sure hope that they will understand this and step on board, whether it's a hemp board. There are also, by the way, surfboards made out of hemp kids. So if, mm-hmm. you're, a surfboard, if you're a surfer, get out there and surf the wave and surf Same the way. wave in the future. Exactly. And there's snowboards, there's skateboards now coming out made of hemp. And so it's, it's definitely revolutionizing the way we live our lives and, and living in harmony with nature, as you described. Mother Nature is our greatest teacher and does provide everything that we require for life. And and so hemp is definitely that vehicle that we've been utilizing to live in harmony with nature and develop economies that are sustainable and in harmony with the ecology of life. And so with just a few minutes left, we've got about three minutes left. I know that you've bumped shoulders with some of the biggest hemp heads. You are one of the biggest hemp heads that I know, Jay. And, uh, You've worked side-by-side with Jack Herrer and several other uh, pioneers. Um, if you could, you know, leave some uh, a parting word for us or an inspiration um, or maybe some of your greatest teachers, just something uh, that would inspire our listeners to integrate more hemp into their lifestyle, into their business or company. Uh, what What's kind of a final synopsis that you could share with us? Well, they can go to MrNaturals.net and begin every morning by using a Mr. Naturals reusable hemp coffee filter and tea bag. I believe that Hemp Aware carries them also on their website, and mm-hmm. that's a great way to start your day. And like I said, please participate. We have elections coming up. Please register to vote. Please make a difference. Your vote does count. Your voice does count. Go to school. Start learning. And... Just do it. Just get out there and participate. Right on. And for our listeners, if you want to pick up a book, you can visit hempaware.com forward slash books. We've got Jack Harris books, uh, Chris Conrad, Doug Fine, all the latest hemp books that are out there. Or just take a look on uh, Amazon and get yourself some hemp books, as as Jay mentioned, and, and really educate yourself so that you can share this powerful 
inspiring message with your community and your friends and your family. Jay, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. It's an honor to be connected, and we look forward to having you hopefully on a future episode. Thank you so much, Tyler, and thank you for the work you're doing. It's our pleasure. Make it a empowering day, and we love and appreciate you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Back at you. Thank you so very much. All right. Blessings. If you want to visit our archived hemp, uh, archived hemp episodes, you can go to hempaware.com forward slash radio. Or if you have the iTunes podcast library, just go to the iTunes um, uh, podcast section and type in hempaware, all one word. And you can visit uh, there and download the archives or listen on your uh, iDevice, your phone or ta- tablet, however you prefer. Share it with your friends. Put it on Facebook or your website and get this message out there. We appreciate your support. And give us a ring at 805-410-4367 if you have any suggestions on episodes, what topics you want to hear, and uh, let us know. We appreciate your support. Thanks so much. This is your Hempy host, Tyler Hemp with Hemp Aware Radio, checking out.